0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Hallelujah. Praise God. I I just had this so powerfully stirring in my spirit to speak about promotion tonight. (laughs) Woo! Who's ready for some promotion? praise God we're gonna look at some you're gonna look at some Bible verses to encourage your faith in this in this area because so many people in life they just kind of feel like they're stuck especially they kind of feel like they're stuck in a dead-end job or they're just kind of stuck going nowhere or they feel like they're stuck spinning their wheels absolutely not no one in the body of Christ is should ever be bound to some kind of a dead-end job first of all we don't operate by death so how could ever be We're bound to a dead-end job. I've had Christians come to me, Pastor, I'm just in this dead-end job. Don't speak death. Never. Death doesn't have power over you. Life is working in you. Life always produces. Life always grows. Believe God. We serve a God of increase and prosperity. Amen? Amen? He will promote you to positions you never thought you could do and then give you the ability to do them better than anyone else has ever done. Come on now. Or oh, we may finally maybe get one or two excited. I'm I'm hoping that I'm believing that people are gonna get a hold of this tonight. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. Never forget that your father prospers everything you set your hand to do. He said, listen, that's one of the one of the blessings. If you read the blessings in Deuteronomy twenty eight, says he'll bless everything that you put your hand to. So you gotta put your hand to something. You gotta begin to put your hand to something. Amen. Put your hand to something and let God touch it. Let God bless it. Let God prosper it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So set your hand to the plow and don't let up. Set your hand to the plow and don't let up. Glory to God. Maintain a good attitude. Don't be a complainer. Complainers are always last in the promotion line. Amen. We always say, givers never complain and complainers never give. So don't be a complainer. Complaining will put you in the back of the line. Thanksgiving and faith will always put you in the front of the line. God will always promote you. Come on. See your present job as a proving ground. I always say this. Wherever you are right now is just a time of preparation. This is only a time of preparation for bigger and better things hallelujah you're being prepared you're being equipped and you're being tested when you pass the test the Lord will promote you just remember everything is a test whatever you're dealing with right now that seems kind of an agitation just remember you know how a pearl is formed a little grain of sand gets in that oyster and it just agitates that thing it just it's just like a thorn in the flesh And it agitates that oyster and that oyster ends up covering it with that mother of pearl basically what's on the inside and it turns into this beautiful pearl whatever what starts out with some agitating frustrating thing turns into a beautiful pearl of a great prize so believe god that god's gonna bring good out of your mess he's gonna bring a message out of your mess he's gonna bring a testimony out of your test amen hallelujah And it's going to bring prosperity out of your lack. What the enemy has meant for evil, he will turn it to good. Praise God. Expect good things to happen. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hand and say, I am expecting good things to happen. Amen. That's what faith does. Faith expects good things to happen. Faith expects that God is going to come through for you. Amen. When God opens a door, no man can shut it. He makes a way for you. He's going to prepare a table for you in the wilderness, in the presence of your enemies. He says, come and dine. Amen. You have a seat at the table. Glory to God. You don't have to be licking the crumbs that fall off of the master's table. Amen. Because you're not a dog. You are seated at the table. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. You've been raised up made to sit in heavenly places and you've been blessed with every and all spiritual blessing in heavenly places glory to God man I might just get excited and start to run around this place tonight Woo. Mm. I'm feeling promotion coming on I'm feeling promotion coming on thank you Jesus Woo. I feel promo- promotion in my feet something happening I feel promotion in my bones it, it got it something got in my bones I feel promotion Woo. <laughs> mm. <laughs> i told you i had a word you know how i have a work is burning in my belly i couldn't wait to get to begin to speak on it Uh, you got to see your present circumstance as a proving ground do it do everything to the best of your ability give it all you got let the lord do the rest let me tell you right now the lord's not going to come in if you haven't given all you got you've got to give it all you got if you want god to give it all he's got you got to give it all you got as well when you've given it all you got the bible says stand When you have done what you know to do, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. The thing is, a lot of the problem with a lot of Christians is they're always halfway doing it, barely ever doing it. You've got to give it all you got. That's the key. So that God is expecting something of you. You got to give it all you got, and sometimes it's very little, but that very little seems like a lot. Giving the two might for the woman seemed, to others it seemed like nothing, two cents. But to her it was everything she had. You know, giving, a, giving, giving, some, gi- giving some bread to the prophet wasn't a, it didn't seem like a whole lot. But it was the last she had. But she had to give it. And then, then there was a supernatural breakthrough. So you've got to give it. You've got to give what you got. Amen. In time, effort, finances, whatever it is. And then watch and see what the Lord will do. Amen. And don't be selfish. If the opportunity arises, teach others to do your job as well as you can as well. I always say to people, work yourself out of a job. Some people, oh my God, especially in ministry, they're holding on to, they're just holding on to their seat. No, work yourself out of a job. So many preachers, so many pastors, they're so insecure, they won't raise anybody up. They want to hold all the power, all the position, all the prestige to themselves, and they won't let anybody rise up. They think that they're going to become a threat. Let me tell you right now, when you work yourself out of a job, you'll get a promotion. The Lord will promote you in the kingdom. Promotion in the kingdom comes when you raise others up. And what you've done for others, God will do for you. When you raise others up, God will raise you up. And that's a problem. But insecurity prevents people from moving in faith. Because insecurity really has to do with fear. So you got to pray, Lord, come by your fire and burn out every drop, every bit of insecurity out of my life. Because insecurity is fear. Insecurity is fear. Insecurity will sabotage your ministry. Insecurity will sabotage the plan and purpose of God for your life. Insecurity will sabotage the heavenly dream that God has put in your heart. That's why I pray all the time. Lord, come by your fire and burn out all the insecurity out of me. And just when you think you were doing great and then something happens and you feel that insecurity. And probably the greatest advice I ever got in the ministry in the early days from a pastor was, he said, you know, I'm just like, tell me, tell me, you know. And I was ready to take these notes and he just said basically one one sentence. He said, whenever you begin to feel insecure in ministry, it means your relationship with the Lord is not as strong as it should be because he said when you're filled up you won't feel insecure when you're not filled up then you'll begin to compare yourself with others or whatever you know because when you're filled up and you're overflowing you just you're finding your fulfillment in his presence not in your accomplishment not in the numbers not in the the dollar amounts or the seats being filled or not being filled or the size of the crowd or whatever it is or the size of your social media following when you're filled up you're finding your enjoyment in his presence doesn't matter doesn't matter if there's two people there or two million people there it doesn't matter amen hallelujah so you've got to find your security and you've got to find your fulfillment in his presence that's why it's so important to get in his presence and stay filled up stay filled up so I know that when insecurity begins to raise its ugly head that means I got to go get filled up I've been running probably too hard or whatever And I got to go get filled up so stay filled up then I've learned over the years just to stay filled up because when you're filled up all it takes is one drop to overflow come on fill a cup to the to the brim when you got that little you know rise and all it takes is one drop for it to overflow so you won't need a whole lot to be just overflowing but if you're running with an empty cup you're gonna need a whole lot but just stay filled up so all it takes is one drop one drop beep who's filled up here that just takes one drop there you go see i love that so i don't have to raise lazarus from the dead every service that's the hard part you know sunday morning you walk into some places you think it's like a funeral service and you got to spend and you got an hour you got an hour service how how in the world are you going to raise lazarus from the dead in an hour and, and, and an hour, you don't even, you know, you come as a guest preacher, you don't even get the hour. You get like 25 minutes to preach, prophesy, cast out devils, raise the dead, walk on water, uh, you know, uh, pay off for the church's building fund, and, uh, you know, and then get everybody saved in 25 minutes, please. <laughs> some people expect too much. you got to give me a whole week, so you go to some churches, it's, I need a month here. <laughs> not just Sundays. I need a whole month. Every night, we need services. I need a month to raise this thing back to life. Hallelujah. And we may clean house before we have, you know, we may lose half the people before we have a breakthrough. Amen. John Wesley wrote in his memoirs, he said he went to a church of 200 people, stayed there a week, and he said he left them 100 strong. <laughs> hallelujah there has got to be sometimes pruning so allow god to do the pruning in your life pruning comes before promotion sometimes we don't like that pruning but it's required for the promotion come on lift your hands and receive the pruning just say lord prune me so i can be promoted <laughs> it's a good prayer, trust me. Trust me, it's a good prayer. I know you don't want to pray. That's why I need joy. So for you, when you get filled up, you'll pray that prayer. Oh, Lord prune me. <laughs> you can You can You can have religious people pray that? What? Prune me. I have prune Prune yourself. You look Actually, they look like a dried up prune anyways. They got the own prune. no I was talking about being pruned not looking like a prune teach others to do your job as well as you can you will reap the benefit of sowing into someone else's life and ensure that you have a replacement when you get the promotion you have been expecting I always tell people remember whatever you're doing right now is seed for your future so don't do it don't do it right you're sowing for your future I tell the Bible school, when you're in Bible school, you give, it, give it all you got. Don't just skate by. So hard, I mean, give, give, put the best into the school because you're sowing. And then you're going to reap. When you're doing ministry of helps, you're sowing. Amen. You start out ministry of helps. Everybody starts out just serving, getting involved. It might be basic things you're doing. Do it with the best. Do it with the best attitude and give it, give it 200% because you're actually sowing into your future. So all everything's seed and everything's a test. See everything as a seed. Every opportunity is a seed. Amen. And get the word problem out of your vocabulary. Amen. It's a it's an opportunity. Don't ever say that we have a problem. Just say we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity. Change the way you see things. Change the way you think. When you begin to see things as an opportunity, then you'll set yourself up for promotion. hallelujah if you always talk about the problem we got a problem we got a problem i say we got a problem well fix it you gotta you got a solution no i just want to tell you about the problem tell me a solution no i was expecting you to come up with the solution well it's kind of hard when 100 people show up with you know 100 problems and dump their problem problems on you be a problem solver amen The Lord will anoint you to solve problems. When you have a problem-solving attitude, the Lord will supernaturally bless you and accelerate you and give you wisdom and give you the the power to create wealth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Solving problems will create wealth in your life. Talking about problems will just bring more poverty. You look at people that are always growing and prospering, billionaires, they're always problem-solvers. They're always problem-solvers. If they can't solve it themselves they'll find somebody to solve the problem but they don't get stuck on problems they solve them or if it's the wrong thing they just move on they don't, they don't deal with it so pick your battles wisely as well amen hallelujah is this helping anybody here tonight two people that's great when you sow into someone else's life you're gonna reap you're gonna reap That's why don't be insecure. Be secure enough to sow into other people's lives. It is impossible for you to sow sow into other people's lives and not be blessed. God's not a liar. He's going to honor his word. He's going to give you the increase. He's going to bless you. What you do for others, God will do for you. And he'll increase it. With what you measure out, God will measure back to you. press down, shaking together, and running over. And promotion will come. Praise God hallelujah genesis chapter 26 verses 12 through 14 then isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold and the lord blessed him praise god and the man waxed great or became great and went forward that means making progress and grew until he became very great and very rich hallelujah for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of Herds and a store, a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. He had nothing. He had nothing, and he was about to quit until he got one word from God. Don't quit. I will bless you. Sometimes all you got to do is just not quit. Just don't quit. Stay here. And I will bless you. I will make your name great hallelujah come on lift your hands right now just say this after me the Lord has blessed me with abundance his favors upon my life he receives the seed that I have sown and he blesses it so that it will bring forth maximum yield he's taken a hold of me in his powerful arms And he has promoted me in him I find wealth and position I have been separated from the world he has placed within me special and unique anointings supernatural qualities to get the job done I have a great supply because of the blessing of God upon my life hallelujah thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace or favor in his sight, and he served him and he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him the overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. See, people are going to be blessed. People are going to be blessed just for your sakes. I'll never forget, we had this this Kenyan lady, her name was Rhoda, and she was in our Bible school. And then you know, she couldn't, you know, really work because she was in the country. She didn't have papers, but she was believing God for a job. And then she ended up finding a job with these two Muslim brothers that had a, a place. And, you know, they were doing, they were in the garment district and they were working with garments and, and, and clothing. And they, 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 they were not doing very well. So they just, they offered her a job. So she started working. They're just cleaning and just doing stuff like that. Well, the Lord. She had. She just got there to. She didn't even get in the job to bring them clients. She was just kind of, you know, just doing medial things there. Well, the Lord began to bless her, and she would just start to find people and bring them clients, and and they started to get all this work and all these sales, and then, and then they said, you know, how is this happening? They said. She said, Well, I'm a tither, so I've been praying that the Lord will bless me here because. He has to bless me because if you, don't, if you guys don't get clients, I'm going to lose my job. I can't be blessed. So you guys are getting clients because of the, the blessing on my life. So these two Muslim brothers said, "What? tell us about tithing. What is that? She said, well, 10% of all your income you have to give to the Lord. And they said, well, where do you give it? She said, I give it to my church. So this two, these two Muslim brothers standing, started sending their tithes to the church. And the Lord started to bless them for Rhoda's sake. And then she began to talk to them about the Lord. And then, and then they were so interested, they said, tell us more. She said, well, you know, I'm having, a tr- I'm, tr- I'm having trouble with the language barrier. Would it be okay if one of our pastors came and visited you? They said, yes, we wouldn't mind that. So my father ended up visiting these guys. Led them to the Lord. And then anointed their place with oil, and then man, these guys really started to prosper, started to get blessed. And then she finished Bible school, Rhoda finished Bible school, wanted to go back to Kenya. She was an elderly lady, and she actually had some children there and grandkids, even. And she kind of, the way she left, she wasn't serving the Lord. So she was in kind of in the wilderness when we got a hold of her and got, got her right. And of course, you know, she came through Bible school. The word of God got in her and straightened her out. She said, I got to go back to my family and got to take care of my kids and my grandkids. And I want to, you know, make sure that they are raised up and everything. So she ended up leaving and going back to her country. Well, after she went back, these guys stopped tithing. And my dad said, I'm going to go follow, follow up with these guys, see what's going on. A few months had gone by. He went back to their shop. It was shut down. They had gone bankrupt in just like three months' time because they stopped tithing. Yep. And they didn't realize that the blessing of the Lord was, ble- was upon them, and th- they were being blessed for Rhoda's sake. Because she would remind them, oh, now you made that sale now. You need to tithe off of that. Because, you know, they were kind of squirming. All you know, so It was still a fight for them, but she would... She was keeping them, you know, tithing. And then when they, there was nobody there to keep them tithing, and they weren't keeping themselves tithing, they lost everything. Hallelujah. So the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Amen. Come on, lift your hands right now. Say this afternoon, the Lord is always with me. To make me prosperous and very successful. Those who have been appointed as my supervisors can clearly see that the Lord is with me. They see how he makes everything that I set my hand to do to thrive and prosper. He grants me abundant favor with those in authority over me. They look upon me as the one who's called to lead. And the Lord blesses them for my sake. For my sake, all that they have is blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. So think about this. She's just there working a medial job, but she starts basically really running the company because now she's telling them what to do. Hey, you need to set aside the 10% and tithe off of that. Oh, Okay. Who's the boss then? She's making decisions on money. And they're just saying yes. So she was the real leader there. Amen. So you, you have to understand. You don't have to have a title to lead. You just have to have the word of the Lord. When you, start, when you start serving the Lord, when you start obeying God's word, it's going to immediately begin to put you in a place of influence. Hallelujah. So, influence. Influence always brings promotion. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. It says, Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken. But those who stumbled are armed with strength. Come on, the Lord's going to arm you with strength when you stumble. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Lift your hands right now. Just say this. I refuse to be prideful and arrogant. It is the Lord who works in me and not my own power. He knows me thoroughly and weighs my actions. He has lifted me from the place where I had fallen and has girded me with the strength to do his work. Hallelujah. The Lord's always going to give you strength. Come on. Receive the strength. Receive the strength right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Go to 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 8, 8 through 10. He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifts up the beggar from the dunghill. Anybody ever feel like they were stuck in a dunghill? Oh. <laughs> to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord's about to thunder upon your situation out of heaven. Get ready for a thunder from heaven that's going to shake things up. Glory to God. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Come on, lift your hands right now. Just say, my father has raised me from the dust. He has delivered me from the dunghill. The place of deep and filthy poverty. He has separated me from the beggarly elements of life, and He has seated me with kings and nobles. He has crowned me with glory and honor. He has made me righteous upon the earth. He guards all my ways and gives me strength to do His will. My Father thunders from heaven, and my adversaries are defeated. He gives me strength to walk in victory and continually intensifies His burden-removing yoke-destroying power in my life glory to god you must believe it you must confess it thank you jesus hallelujah 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 praise god proverbs chapter 18 oh no no no. let's read job 42 job forty-two. everybody you know the, the religious viewpoint of job job suffered job lost everything The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, brother, what about Job? I think I'm suffering like Job. For how long? Look at what happened to Job, 42, at the end, verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. And restored his fortunes. Glory to God. When he prayed for his friends. (laughs) The ones who said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. All right. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. For he had, you ready for this? 14,000 sheep. My God. (laughs) 6,000 camels. 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 female donkeys. My Lord, that's a fortune. Sanka karabo sotoka maranda lamaka. Ha! Take it! Double for your trouble. Take it! Stop suffering like Job. Start getting blessed like Job. The Lord turned the captivity of Job. Amen. And he says, he made him stronger and more prosperous in his latter years. The devil's been lying to some of you, saying, "Ah, you know, you're getting there, up there in age, and ah, you've seen the best. You ain't seen the best. Your best days are ahead. I tell you, I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. Your latter years shall be greater than the former. Shambhara Katalaba. <laughs> Take it. The greatest prosperity of your life is ahead of you. The greatest fruit of your life is ahead of you. Your greatest ministry is ahead of you. It's only been preparation. You're just beginning your ministry. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) come on lift your hands say this after me my father lifts me up from the thieves attacks and brings forth my prosperity he restores double what the enemy has taken and sets me on the path to everlasting abundance so that the latter part of my life is much greater than the former thank you jesus Psalm 27. Should I keep going? Psalm 27, verse 5 and 6. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Glory to God. That's another level. Come on, say, I'm going to another level. I'm going to a higher level. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Come on, offer, a sa- offer some sacrifices of joy. <laughs> I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you for you're lifting me up to a higher level than my enemies thank you jesus thank you jesus come on lift your hands and say this in the day of trouble the lord keeps me safe in his holy dwelling he hides me in the shelter of his tabernacle and sets me high upon an immovable rock he bids me to hold my head up high above the enemy who surrounds me and to shite, shout shout and to shout joyful praises Despite what I see, I will offer him the sacrifice of my praises in every situation. Singing and making music to him with all my heart. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So see, joy. Talking about sacrifice of joy. When you don't feel right when you don't feel good when you feel like poop when you've been stuck in the poop you need to start laughing that's how job that's how job overcame at destruction of famine thou shalt laugh job 522 that was the secret weapon at destruction of famine you shall laugh Amen. amen Joie. adieu Ha ha ha. Gozo de Dios. Ho ho ho. Because this joy is in you and you got it's it's faith. You release joy, you're releasing faith. Don't let the enemy steal your joy through circumstances and situations and and the poop He lifts you up the out of the miry clay. That's the, the poop. He lifts you up out of the poop. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The pastor, if you knew what I'm going through. No, 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 no. You no. Need, you need to let something else go through you. You need to some, let some Holy Ghost joy go through you. You need to stop going through the circumstances and you need to, you need to start letting the Holy Ghost go through you. When the Holy Ghost goes through you, it will begin to go through your circumstances. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost go through you. Come on. Ha, ha. Come on. Ha, ha. Ho, ho. Hee, he. he. Begin to laugh. Come on, rejoice. Come on, rejoice. Come on, rejoice. Come on, rejoice. Ha, ha, ha. It confuses the enemy when you respond like this. Because he's not expecting you to respond. He's expecting you to respond in a different way. He's expecting you to respond in fear, worry, anxiety. Get into depression. Run to the doctor to see if he can take some antidepressants. Run to the bottle. Run to the bar. Run to the corner to find the drug dealer. You got preachers snorting up cocaine. You got preachers hitting the bottle. Fellowshiping with Jack Daniels. And Jim Beam inviting inviting guest speaker Jim Beam to the church next Sunday we'll have Jack Daniels preaching that's how they are some of these we got Mexican preacher Jose Cuerva coming the next week that's the problem that's a huge problem They won't drink the new wine, but they'll drink the old stuff and get all messed up. Hallelujah. Drink the new wine. It's so fine. It's all divine. Thank you, Jesus. I'll take the new wine. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpv.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.